to another episode of Chris and Dave's Reality TV Cast. I am one of your hosts, Chris, and my co-host and very good friend is Dave. Hey there, Chris, and hello to our listeners out there. Welcome to Chris and Dave's Reality TV Cast. We are covering Married at First Sight Australia, Season 10, Episode 32. Not 31, Chris, but 32 this one. It is, Dave, (laughs) because unfortunately, we did record episode 31 and i've got to say everybody it was the greatest piece of podcasting we've ever done the most offensive (laughs) and everything and what happened was a fucking podcasting god decided to go you know what lads it's enough for you two talking every day we're not going to actually do it so we ended up losing the whole podcast didn't we dave and yeah yeah and the thing was we were running around like absolute muppets to get this together to actually jump on and record um, and yeah, it was sort of a waste of our time, David, but, uh, I did enjoy yeah. venting about it. It wasn't good. Uh, it's like Tenacious D and it, that song, greatest song in the world, greatest pod in the world it was, but <laughs> nobody believes that. And it was getting so late. We just, we just had to call an audible and, uh, stick it in the bin. So Yes, but anyway, Chris, I mean, I think the the top and bottom of it was uh, Harrison's a knob, but we knew that anyway. But all the stuff with Bronte and her sister, again, seems largely fake, I would say, on Bronte's side. I I don't believe for a second any of it. And I think that's going to play into tonight as well. (laughs) (laughs) I do think, though, just to touch on last night's episode, which never was, Bronte's real personality came out. So so because of the game playing thing that she's revealed and we've heard and we've read about and she's revealed everything she's going to do, do, that was the real Bronte in that episode and her sister backing her up. And the fact that she decided, fair play to her, to send Harrison across the country in Australia just to shaft him. Um, yeah, that's <laughs> that's game playing, but I'm not saying he didn't deserve it because what an absolute toss pot he is. But yeah, there was that Cam being a complete bell end again. And yeah, yeah I think I think that was it, wasn't it really, Dave? Ollie and Tani didn't really oh, have love. love say they were just uh, you know, sickeningly in love again. So, you know, again, there's gonna be a running theme with that tonight. <laughs> <laughs> so Dave. We get the final dinner date, don't we? We get into it pretty much straight away. We've got like, um, you know, <laughs> the people come in and what got me, Dave, was Alyssa and Duncan are there, aren't they? And again, Alyssa, she, you know, she's definitely been hanging around Harrison too much, Dave, and Dan <laughs> and all these other gaslighters. She's horrible. And and the experts are here, aren't they, again? You know, fuck me. It's, I thought she's going to get away with this again. So she starts off frosty and then I think it was, was it Tani and Ollie? And Evelyn and Rupert came in and then the, mm. the Alexandra said, she's going to change, watch her personality change. And then she changes. And then it was like, she just starts having a pop at Duncan again. I was like yeah. sabotaged the relationship. And I'm, I was getting Josh vibes with like Melissa and that there. I'm like, Duncan, just tell her to fuck off because he's yeah. too nice a person, Dave. I was getting really wound up at that point. And the thing is, everyone, well, you know, mainly Alyssa, but also the experts, because you've got fucking Alessandra and she's like, oh, yeah, she doesn't take 
any kind of criticism very well when it's not or, or anything if it's not positive you know I, I, I was like but you had this whole fucking opportunity you're saying this like mm, yeah that's what she does isn't it well you never fucking fed that back to her though you never fucking said anything and i said that by not addressing it it would bite you know, that couple in the arse, and I think it has done, because, you know, Alyssa is like, basically, oh, Duncan sabotaged the relationship and whatever. You know, it was all fucking going great before that. And I'm thinking, not from where I'm I was sitting, it wasn't. Yeah, yeah. It was going horrendous. <laughs> Did you not even fucking realise when you're going, yeah, yeah, the fact that, you know, you know, I said when you were playing tennis that you had to spend all your time with me. And and I was saying I was getting annoyed because you were like playing tennis and stuff. Well, that you know, you bastard, you should give up all your time for me. But I'll only see you on a, a every other Saturday and a Wednesday. <laughs> you know, absolute fucking hypocrite, one oh one. And again, what I really cannot stand about Alyssa, I've got to say, is this recounting of stories to paint the picture that she wants the listener to see you know that duncan is this absolute arsehole and he's gone in as if he is a harrison and absolutely shat on this relationship and it's like she can't see it that she is the one doing this and again despite the barbs being thrown i thought duncan handled it as well as he could but again, the experts are sat there. Mm, yeah, yeah, there's basically nothing he can say, is it? Well, I fucking hope you say that when you have them on the couch on Sunday. Yes. Off hey. my soapbox, I climb. <laughs> oh, I love it when you go ranting like this, Dave, because you, you're exactly the same. I'm, I'm like, is she going to pull the I've got a child card again? Is she going to start with the <laughs> fucking fake tears again? So that it puts her in a position where... They can't kick a wounded animal, Dave. You know, it's like she's an absolute game player 101. And, you know, he said, didn't he, I'm trying to speak my truth. And she shuts him down. Alexandra's words were, yeah. she has a hard time with feedback. Exactly what you said. Go for her. You've gone for everyone else in here who's been fucking bellends. So go for her. Don't, you know, whatever happens, it's all on this fact that she's a single parent and all this other stuff that, that it doesn't matter. And, and the more it goes on, I mean, Duncan did fight back a little bit, didn't he? And he was saying like, well, it's not healthy, but you can see the other girls, Dave, you know, that girl code mm. stick together. They're just like, this is not fucking real. When she kept saying to him, which was so condescending, uh, give me specifics. Well, he's tongue-tied, yeah. isn't he? She, she's a gaslighter. She's someone who cuts, him, cuts his legs off every time he tries to speak with being a smart <laughs> ass. It's just like, what a horrible person she is. So it's like, you know, why don't you share things with me? Well, every time I say something, you know, you, you jump down my throat. <laughs> Be specific. <laughs> Be specific, damn it. Fucking be, be honest with me. Share your feelings, you twat. <laughs> so, <laughs> honestly, I, I, I'm honestly perplexed at what the fuck is Duncan supposed to do? I think she's fucking unhinged. She has lost the fucking plot on reality. And honestly, I just, I think Duncan is coming around to the fact that this is 
not, you know, he should walk away from this. This is not fucking healthy at all. I said it before that Alyssa really needs to work some shit out on her own before she tries to fucking get into another relationship. I, I think it's just fucking unreasonable what her expectations are. And it's not, you know, again, the way she recounts stories, it'll be like, you know, if we weren't seeing this, you just think, oh, this fucking Duncan sounds like a twat, doesn't he? Jesus yeah. Christ, how could he do that? You know, so she's probably developed this kind of communication style in her adult life, and it's worked out because normally you're not on reality TV and you see both sides. Even if it is edited, you're still seeing, you know, those interactions. And, yeah, just honestly, run for the hills. I I, I agree, Dave. Everything you said, it's there's nothing that she brings to the table. And what got me again, Dave, when she said to Duncan, you need to put yourself in my shoes. And I'm thinking, hang on, he's had no fucking choice but to be in your shoes the whole time <laughs> you've been together because you don't let him fucking speak, breathe. He's not allowed an opinion. He's not allowed to express any emotion because if he does, you see it as a fucking red flag and then you start bringing your fucking tears out. And she's an absolute manipulator. She's on the same level as Harrison for me for manipulation, Dave. She's yeah. fucking... A joke, and it, and it's it's very difficult in this day and age. With the, you know, we're all more aware, uh, realistically, socially about mental health and that. But why the fuck did she come on a show like this? And again, is the vetting process just basically? Oh, let's have a look at some good-looking people. We're just thrown together because I don't believe they vetted her at all. She's completely should not be on this show. Absolutely delusional. I think, you know, there are psychology tests, aren't they? If they were really serious about that, that, that they could tease out. I'm pretty sure all of these people can fake it. We'll get on to Cam in a bit. You know, would you move for love? Yeah, yeah, totally. Fuck off. No, you wouldn't. <laughs> you, and, and, you know, you're just full of shit. But I can believe that in an interview by these quote-unquote Chris experts right yeah. you can fake it you can say all the things that they want to hear so it, it it's not until you get into deeper questions and then question you know asking the same thing but in a slightly different way tease out when people are lying i, I think you'd really need to do some of those psychological tests to get to that but um yeah i think you know what annoyed me probably more than anything else in the episode was when he was start. you get to the truth truth box and whatever and he, he starts to say something nice doesn't he i can't remember what it was now and she says about 56 percent of the time yeah <laughs> and he's not even finished the fucking sentence that he's trying to say so uh, it's just that must be exhausting for duncan you know, because we yeah. just see the edit. We just see these small little interactions, you know, squashed into an hour or so of TV. Having to live with that all day, every day, must be absolutely uh, so exhausting. Yeah, it, it must be. You know, I was thinking, because there's quite a few close-ups of Duncan, but he looks like he's aged and he's stressed. Mm. He really does, Dave. I know it's a TV show and... You know, he seems so genuine to me. He seems like so level-headed, his dialogue, everything. Uh, yeah, he looks really, really exhausted by this whole thing. And when yeah. he was trying to even give a compliment about being a warm and everything, I'm thinking, you actually believe that? But he was going with it. And I was like, he's trying to be nice. He's trying to salvage yeah. something. And she still couldn't accept it. 
No, no. She was very, very bitter, ultimately, about what he said on that final date, wasn't it? Uh, uh, final weird. date. Final day of the homestays or, or whatever they call it. Yes. Um, yeah, she just wouldn't wouldn't let it go. So it didn't matter what he said. It was like, hey, I cured cancer. You fucking twat. Why didn't you do that yesterday? You <laughs> yeah, know, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> he couldn't do anything at all. It was r- ridiculous. But Dave, so just moving slightly on. So Tani and Ollie, happy ever after. Love each other. The end, Dave. You know, it, it should be who we're celebrating, but they don't bring the drama. So, <laughs> <laughs> But isn't it great as well, right? These are the token couple that the uh, show producers put together to make us believe this, that this experiment works. Right. It's a fucking shit hit ratio, really, isn't it? Uh, Paul, don't forget that. I'm coming after you soon. Um, <laughs> so I thought, considering this is the youngest couple, right, how do they just manage to say all the perfect things? Yeah. Everything. Are you falling in love with me? A thousand percent yes. You know, I, I, <laughs> actually, I'm going to come to that question with another couple later on, when again, it's misheard. <laughs> But, um, yeah, I mean, it's so obvious they're both really into each other. I know we often don't spend too much time on them because, you know, we tend to focus on the drama and the things that wind us up. But it is also, I feel like it's really heartwarming to see that those two. Yeah, and, and again, Dave, though, it's a bit like Love Island. It's like a 5% fucking hit ratio. <laughs> Someone's actually made it as a couple. But yeah. I think these will be here for the duration. I'd be very surprised if we hear about these two splitting up. I really would, Dave, a year down the line, whatever. I think they're made for each other. Yeah, it's not like Casey and Rosie, is it? Like fucking well, two weeks yeah. after the show. <laughs> <laughs> what a surprise that was. The fucking deal, the fucking I'm OK magazine. <laughs> the OK magazine deal soon fucking dried up for them two fucking blaggers, didn't it? So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, but you're right. We should be celebrating them. But I just can't, Dave. I'm sorry. They're just fucking boring. <laughs> I'm sorry. So then we get Evelyn and Rupert. Apparently, Rupert says the wrong things at the wrong time, and and John and that were completely fucking flabbergasted by what he was saying. I, I don't well, know. He, he does say the wrong things, though, doesn't he? It's like fucking Evelyn is stunning, right? And she's in that dress, and he's saying, oh, it looks like a bit of an ill pee or something like that. And then when they're walking out, he's saying, oh, it looks like the colour of piss or something like that. It's like fucking hell. It was better when you weren't talking. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I just think he, he does say the wrong thing all the time. And I don't know. He, he said, what did he say? It's like, it's just, he didn't use the word banter or crack. He, he used something else. I can't remember where it was now. But he thinks these things are funny, I think. Yeah, I, he ends I up just saying really fucking stupid things. And so, I I mean, <laughs> these pair have got no chance. But, you know, it, it would help if he could actually just stop saying stupid shit. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree, Dave. Very much tongue-tied. And, and, and you say about Evelyn's dress, Dave, it looked, I mean, it must have been really cold in that room. Anyway, moving on. No comments. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'll just have to saying. watch the replay. <laughs> yeah, I, I've not watched it a few times, David. Just thought, you know, just a quick observation to notice. But anyway, moving on very quickly. 
Um, so Cam and Lyndall Dave, good old Cam, fucking Darwin, Crocodile Dundee. I'm a fucking secret agent. I can't tell you what I do, but basically I'll let you see me the second Tuesday of a leap year, but we're still going to be a couple. <laughs> what a fucking knobhead. What a bellend. And he, his real self came out. I've got to say, Dave, as much as I'm not, I don't really want to, Evelyn. Don't fuck about. Straight over, yeah. Cam. You're a fucking dick. Whatever she said, I was like, that oh, was go on. Fucking brilliant. I <laughs> yeah, love that. I did. <laughs> <laughs> a horrible it guy. Saying. Yeah, it yeah. needed saying because, and and again, you know, so well done to Evelyn for that. But also, I've been a little bit critical, and I think you have as well, of Ollie, because he, he can see what's going on, and he says it to the camera, but he never says it to the group. Whereas he was actually saying to Cam, look, you're talking in absolutes. You're, you're saying, you know, one thing, but then you're leaving the door slightly open. Like, it's it's mixed signals, isn't it? And he has just been leading her on there. And I think, you know, the the only disappointing thing is that it's taken her this long to figure it out. We've been saying this for weeks now, haven't we? You know, after that first episode where it looked so promising, and even the first week I seem to remember, but since then, it, it's just, it, it's been clear this one's been heading for the scrap pile. Yeah, yeah, 100%. 100%. It's it's done now. Absolutely done and dusted. They just, that, that's it. I mean, Linda, in, in theory, she's obviously going to go through with the whole show, Dave, and, and go to the end, but they're not going to be together. And I didn't like, when when Evelyn had to go in, fair enough, he's had a go at Cam, and his nose is put out of face, I think, but he then he starts saying, don't trip over yourself and all this, and I'm like, yeah, Cam, he's getting really ju- nasty, isn't he? Yeah, because even the experts are saying, what is he compromising on? But again, hold him to fucking task. Exactly what you've just said about Alyssa. Have a go at Cam. Let's not have a go at fucking yeah. Harrison again for the millionth time because he doesn't fucking listen as much as you might be right. He's not listening. Have a go at some new people who deserve it. And Cam has definitely got to be on the radar for this last dinner party. That last um, yeah. commitment ceremony thing. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, they were building this up that, you know, one couple will finish the experiment forever. But it wasn't really clear at the end of the episode which one it was. I mean, we'll get to Bronte, who stormed off. But she's done that, like, what, six times already? So, I don't know. It it could be a few different couples, couldn't it? It could be... uh, Cam and Lyndall, it could be Leighton and Melinda, it could be Bronzy and Harrison. It it wasn't clear to me which one was going to go. Um, but let's see. I, I'll, I'll hazard a guess that it's Bronte. She's actually walked away and stayed away this time. But yeah, it was weird because they built that up, you know, for the whole episode. Yeah, it, it was weird because I think, obviously, just before we get to Bronte and that, is. Melinda and Leighton, I was thinking, oh, maybe it's them, Dave. They had a bit of something. But, I, well, actually, in the episode that never was, I actually defended Leighton, Dave. Nobody's ever heard me do that properly, but I defended Leighton oh, yesterday. Yeah, yeah. And I said that I thought Melinda was, or Mel, she was being completely unreasonable and that every everything was Leighton's fault, nothing was her fault. And, and it seemed that way in the last episode, episode 31, so I did stick up for him. However... This is the first time I sort of get what the, the experts were getting at because she says to him, I am in love with you, basically. And he went, are you really? And, I'm, and everyone's like, oh, Leighton, mate, just take the fucking compliment. Take the fact that someone loves you. And he's like, but 
we can't speak to someone. Are we really in love? And I'm like, this is not going well at all. So I did see that side of him, Dave, where I thought, mate, less is more. And this is coming from a gobshite like me who can't stop talking. Just don't say anything. But the way Melinda goes on about him, the way the experts go on about him, it's like he's the fucking Rain Man or something. Yes. It's weird. I I don't see the same thing that they're describing. Like he's this, she described him as a robot. And I don't see that. We saw in the last episode, which we talked about extensively, he was fucking crying his eyes out at the end of it. And you're making (laughs) out that this guy is like the fucking Terminator. So... I just don't get it. I do see, you know, he fucked up again. He's He takes something and he takes a misunderstanding from it and then takes it all fucking serious. That That is a different behavior to saying, you know, he, he's just got no emotions or whatever. But the question to him was, are you falling in love with me? Falling. Yeah. You know, is this something that can happen in the future? Not, are you in love with me? What he heard was, are you in love with me? And he's like, I'm not there yet. But I'm like, listen to the question, you fuckhead. <laughs> it's, you've just misheard it. And just like he did with the um, with the kind of swap challenge thing, he's gone off on one. And I'm like, oh, you fucking prick. But again, I'm not joining up that weird behavior and he needs to be called out on that that just read the fucking exam question properly before you get up on your high horse about something (laughs) but they're they're making him out to be a robot and like being all clinical and precise and i'm like but that isn't what i'm seeing i see that i see you describing him like that but that's not what i see in him yeah I, i i i don't get it i don't get it myself dave and that's why unfortunately it was never air, Dave. My supporter Leighton in that episode, that fateful <laughs> yeah. episode, the, the mythical episode. It's going to be like, you know, Dave, do you remember when the, the Sex Pistols played to a, a place in Manchester? There's about 200 people. Well, apparently there's a million people saw that gig, Dave. So this is what this episode is <laughs> going to be like. It's forever going to be lost in the files of the CD reality cast. It'd be like the Snyder cut. It's the shiter cut. Yeah, no, just the snide cut, Dave, as a Mancuni would say, a shit one. Uh, so, Dave, Bronte and the, the, Harry. Sorry, I'm going to the tone. The Snyder, uh, uh, the Snydier, see you next Tuesday. That's the one. At least you can say it properly. <laughs> so, Bronte and Harrison, what got me, Dave? Just, you know, obviously, we're talking about the truth box, how these questions have been framed and that. When Bronte was all geared up to do her full-on speech, she'd ignored Harrison. All of a sudden, Dave, she absolutely hates this guy. I do believe her emotions and reactions are real, and what she's saying about Harrison are real. However, because you've lied and put stay at every opportunity when nobody in any fucking walk of life could understand it, I find it very difficult to root for a Dave. I think what she was saying about Harrison, he's so right, because he was gaslighting her there and then in front of everyone. He has no fucking shame and he thinks there's nothing going on, but it was all fake. And she'd only took the ring off in the last fucking episode, but for some reason she's got it back on going, I'm taking, well, yeah, we're done. Takes it off again. I'm like, well, you took it off the other day in the bar, so why have you now got it back on? So <laughs> continuity, I'm not, people. Exactly, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Your continuity is well off. So I don't, 
I, I don't really care, Dave. I, as we, as you said, you're out anyway. It was all a big drama. She storms off. She gets the massive fucking, you know, Dynasty Dallas exit, you know, the big fucking hurrah. Oh, I'm gone. It's fucking terrible. See ya. You know, we are done. We are done. And I'm still in her back of my head thinking, but well, she's still going to turn up for the final fucking commitment ceremony, isn't she? <laughs> stay. <laughs> yeah, stay. Yeah. Oh, he's a great bloke, really. When I saw he was a gaslighter, I got so, it wrong. He's so a great guy. With him. Yeah. You don't know what he's like <laughs> behind closed doors. What a guy, you know. Oh, and also, Dave, we did say it in the last episode. I'm going to say it again. Harrison is suing a podcast. He's suing a podcast because they called him a gaslighter, a manipulator, everything. So it isn't our podcast, but I'm going to stick by that, Dave. And I'm also going to call him a fucking bellend as well, Dave. So put that yeah. in your fucking pipe. I think I also said he was a fucking knob. So. <laughs> sue us for what? We've yeah, got nothing. Sue us for We've got nothing. nothing. <laughs> We've got nothing. So what did you think of all that, Dave? Honestly, I, I think there was some raw emotion in there from yeah. Bronte yeah. Uh, because it is a far better performance than what we've seen. We can see that she can't act, but I am still not buying it. And I'd said in our mythical lost episode, but I'm pretty sure I've said it about <laughs> a thousand times before, yeah. I'm out on this couple because everything seems set up. You know, it makes no sense how they've been and i am not having harrison is an absolute bell end right but i'm not having that he's got some kind of spell over bronte she has been acting her ass off at, like terribly um as well in this now i'm not sure how much uh, so here's what i think right some of the stuff that they were concocting together Right, the the stuff about how much they love each other, how they have they're having great hot sex and whatever, that is all concocted between the two of them. But I do think it's gone a little bit off script, you know. So, and that's why we've seen a little bit of emotion as well. But I absolutely think, to my core, that Bronte had this ended in mind that. You know, she'd go with the the broken heart story at the end. You know, she'd be that strong woman who's been manipulated by Harrison and she's going to break out of it. And I just find the whole thing utterly distasteful, Chris, because fucking real people go through that shit and you're just playing up to it. You're acting it like it's a role. And I think yeah. it's, it's disrespectful to people who actually go through that shit. Because, I, 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 yeah, I, again, unless I see something and none of this nonsense that where she's talking about, you know, oh, yeah, I was not allowed to speak and all this that, and the other. I was gaslit and all. I don't believe it, right? Because everything we've seen has been fake. And so I, I, it's going to take a lot to convince me that, you know, like I say, a little bit of it's gone off script. It's like the fucking wrestling, isn't it? It's all predetermined. But the actual, you know, bits in between, you know, that, that that's, uh, you know, a little bit ad-libbed, a little bit ad hoc. But yeah, they, they kind of knew what they were doing. The only reason I think it's gone off script, by the way, is because Harrison comes off really badly at the end. <laughs> and I don't think he'd have signed off on that script. So, but um, yeah, they, they were definitely in it for some parts, but not, not at the end there. 
No, no, I agree with that, Dave. And look, if it's the end of him, thank God. Thank God. You know, it's like, it's been every episode you've both been taking the piss out of us. So yeah. it's not going to go any other way. They're, they're never going to be together. We'll probably say this, Dave, and, and it'd be like Bryce and Melissa, who were the most unlikely couple ever in probably any reality TV show to get together, considering how he treated her, how appalling he was. Get married. They've got twin kids. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, but, yeah but that that's okay, because she had a plan. He was a donor dick, right? <laughs> She no, wanted babies. <laughs> she wanted babies and she got babies. She had a plan and the plan came off for her. The fact that Bryce is a massive dickhead right, and quite rightly couldn't get a fucking job again on the radio. I, you know, well, more fool him. I don't, I don't know if they're still together now, but I feel like, you know, everything we saw from her was, you know, she wanted to have the babies and she did it. So, when we were going through the episode, we were like, what the fuck is she doing? Why is she turning a blind eye to all of these things? And is there anything Bryce could say where Melissa would be like, oh, yeah, uh, this this is not for me? I don't think so, because the, the, the plan wasn't – the end goal was not Bryce. The end goal was the babies. And so, you know. I, I kind of it, it took me a bit of time and space from that series to come to that conclusion, but you know I, I do think fair play to her for that. Fair enough, Dave. Fair enough, but I will confirm they are still together. Um, but Dave, <laughs> more importantly, well, she's got to keep him now, hasn't she? <laughs> well, yeah, you fucking <laughs> no one else to keep that bell end. So, uh, any anybody else? That, so we got anybody? Else. So we go to. Sunday's episode, Dave, and we, you know we're building up. It's the last week. We're going into the like the, the final throes of it all. Obviously, the judges are they fucking judges? The experts are they going to do anything? Are they going to interject? I'm not sure, Dave. But I think overall, there's a few couples who've just got to go now. Cam and Lindor, Br- Bronte and Harrison have got to go, and then leave the others to fire it out there. That they, I mean, there's no real <laughs> it's just got to be Ollie and Tani just sat on the sofa at the end. on their own, yeah. <laughs> Fucking most boring couple ever, you know what I mean? So yeah, it's interesting. What do you think is going to happen Sunday, Dave? Uh, well, like I say, I think I guess it's probably Harrison and Bronte who've left, or at least Bronte has. Harrison does like the TV, so maybe he'll turn up on his own for the final uh, commitment ceremony or whatever. Because um, I think. Yeah, they'll go on the couch and then they have to go to like their was it the final vows they call it like the the last thing where they read you know write a little script and say it and whether they'll stay or go. But yeah, I can't see I can't see Duncan uh, staying with Alyssa. That's for sure. Harrison and Bronte, no. Um, Lindell, you know, there's a small part of me that that just thinks. Because she, I guess, hasn't been in that many relationships, she's still clinging on to that idea that Cam isn't a complete dickhead, but he is. So I really hope she says, you know, she's going to leave him as well. Um, who am I forgetting? Uh, Evelyn and Rupert. Well, yeah, I think Evelyn might convince Rupert that, uh, well, we just have to basically say we'll stay together. And then as soon as the camera crew's gone away, we can turn it up. So so I think they they might stay together just because uh, she'll give them a bit of coaching there. 
And yeah, anyone who I forgot basically isn't important <laughs> enough. <laughs> That's the one, Dave. That's the one. So we get a rest. We get a rest now, mate, and quite deserved rest as well. So we got a few days off on this one. So back on Sunday, guys. Uh, if you want to email us, cdrealitycast.gmail.com. Want to follow us on social media at cdrealitycast. Chris and Dave's reality TV cast. Get over there as well on Facebook and come and join us and, uh, and get involved in the chat because there's loads of great people. A lot of people from the UK are just at about episode 10 now of maths, mm-hmm. you know, because it's on currently. Uh, but, you know, it's been such good fun. And I can say, Dave, that our podcast is not only the BBC Three Counties Love Island specialists, and we've been told that on many occasions, <laughs> we are now, Dave, the Maths Australia specialist from BBC Three Counties, Dave. <laughs> so again, I would like you to put that in your curriculum vitae, Dave, because that is definitely something I aspire to at a young age, to be remembered as an influencer on a TV show. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit Parents of a stretch. I'd be so proud. <laughs> a bit of a stretch, that, anyway. So <laughs> anyway... Um, it, please, if you want to support us a little bit more, guys, get over to patreon.com forward slash cdrealitycast. So the roll call of honour and the final one of this week, guys, is Larissa, Helen, Alex Macy, Nicholas Mave, Emma, Fiona, Cassie, Megan, Kate, Maggie, Kristen, Zoe, Gillian, Keith, Helen, Brianna, Chloe, Doreen, Joanna, Libby, Katie, Deedee, Susan, Hennessy, Tracy, Lauren, Lucky Lulu, Green, and Kent Gustafson. So thank you so much for all your support, guys. We really, really appreciate it. Honestly, it's so nice. Everyone supporting us. Dave, I've got a bit of news for you as well. Got a couple of rea- reality shows in my back pocket. Now oh, we're God. not saying no, 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 <laughs> no, no. I don't necessarily think we need to watch them. However, you know we were talking about Milf Manor, and we said we might right. watch yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So, so anyway, it was on Gogglebox the other day. I don't know if you caught Gogglebox. Oh no. And one of the tasks, Dave. So you've got these. All it's shown. It's a bit of an overview on the episode. So you've got all these women, and it comes up with this first woman. It goes. But I don't want to name us Julie in her 50s. And I'm going, oh, shit, you're in your 50s. Anyway, let's just say she's <laughs> 60s, Dave. One of the tasks that the MILFs had to do was try and find which one was their son, Dave. And you know how they found him, Dave? They had to wear a mask, a blindfold, while their son and six or seven others in a sort of police lineup uh, are bare chested, Dave. Now, how you know. What your son's eighteen, nineteen-year-old son's body looks like by feeling it is quite worrying, Dave. And you know what, Dave? Sounds like I am not watching this, and I'm going. This would be unbelievable for the podcast. <laughs> this is the type of highbrow quality content we need on this podcast. <laughs> it was just like, so you're now going to try, and she got it wrong anyway. The woman, it was like. What the fuck is well, this? I'm just glad it was the chest because when you had started to tell a story, I thought it was going to be worse. So, um, yeah, horrendous yeah, name. I, I will, I will be watching that, but I, I think I need to get maths out of the way. Yeah, we need to get maths out of the way. But anyway, I'll just throw that one out there, Dave. Great stuff. Awesome. So, thank you, mate, and thanks for another great week. I've had such fun again. It has been. So, thank you very much, sir. Thanks to all our listeners out there. Thanks to all our supporters, and we'll speak to you next time. Bye. 